again, everybody. Welcome back to Nobody Likes <laughs> Recruiters. Why was it weird? Hello again, everybody. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are we going to keep this rolling? I didn't tell you about No, that just sounded odd. I, I was, do you know why it sounded odd? Because I was... Hello, everybody. No, you know why it sounded odd? Because I haven't recorded like an intro okay. for you to show. That's separate. Yeah. I take myself off somewhere to do that because I know you boys are going to mock me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right, this. So in the last episode, if you've just uh, caught this one, go back and listen to uh, the episode actually we've just recorded, which is more information on kind of what a... Uh, a candidate-led market is, what that looks like. In this episode, the boys are going to go into a little bit more detail, uh, some tangible advice on how kind of to manage your process within the realms of this crazy, chaotic market that we, we exist in today. So, um, so I think, let's start with this then. Who wants to take this first one in terms of the recruiter or business defining why the opportunity is, is such a good one why that business is such a good place to work sure do you want to take yeah, this one go on then. why not i think why not why not anyway yeah i think that the, the, the biggest bit that people should do before they even go to market is really have a think about their proposition and i think that's the thing that we talk a lot about to, to candidates so i'm not talking about job proposition and what the role actually is it's more about the company you know what is it about the company that's a great place to work? Why is it that somebody should leave the job to come and work for that? You know, and it's all about defining that employee value proposition. You know, what is the employee going to get from joining your business? And yeah. it's surprising, isn't it, mate? This doesn't get thought about. Doesn't ever think about. Yeah. I've got a job. It's transactional. I need to recruit this it's job. It's so obvious, though. Yeah. We get calls from an employee might call. Sorry, I'm laughing. That's really yeah. such an yeah. obvious thing, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. Not yeah. So we get we get call after call. Oh yeah, can you recruit as a oh, customer service advisor? Yeah, uh, 17 grand salary, Monday, Friday, nine till six, occasional weekends, 20 days holiday, you know, literally, you know, standard, standard, standard kind of benefits. And then say, if you can find me someone from, if you can get me someone from Bet365, that'd be amazing. And we're like, well, why, well, I, there's a bit about being realistic in there. Yeah, like so if I, I could approach somebody from Bet365 and speak to them, what would I say to them? What message would I say to get them to leave their job at Bet365 and come and work for you? Yeah. Now, there might be a good reason, but you tell me what it is. And then they're often like, well, I, I didn't really know. But I think it's, <laughs> then, the, the funny thing is, though, there's yeah. actually lots of underlying stuff that some companies do have. So, you know, although some of the baseline stuff that you would always expect is not great, you know, like holidays and all the other kind of stuff, actually, when you start to think about your company, your culture, you know, what do you tend to do? Do you tend to kind of, I suppose, have lots of incentives? Do you tend to have mm -hmm. company socials? Is it a culture that is family-led? Is it long-term service? Have you got a low labour turnover? All the stuff that you're kind of starting to think about is actually all builds a greater picture yeah. to the yeah. employee value proposition. So it isn't always those immediate transactional stuff. The bit is trying to pull out of there. I mean, yeah. we sat down with the guy and said, so what do you offer? And he goes, um, people just join for money. And I'm like, oh, that's not really... The truth, but anyway, um, and then when he kind of got deep down to what it was, he was a guy that would help and support anyone. He would go the extra mile to ensure that somebody succeeds in the job. He every Friday would bring pizzas in and around the office for amazing stuff. Yeah, all this stuff that until you start to tease this out of, of an employee, they don't realise that that is a massive part of their employee value proposition in, in the end. So I suppose defining yeah. that that culture, that defining that you know that want of why somebody want to leave. Is, is it ever more important in the kind of market we're in today? Yeah, because if, if you're a business and you can't articulate that, then it's hard for us to sell the role. 
So if he thought about his proposition and what made that role great and what made his company great, once once I know that, then yes, I can I can I can approach the people from Bet365 because some people might want to move away from there because they don't like the corporate nature and want that, but it's all about bundling that together. In the last episode, you spoke about when you're recruiting internally that synergy between that is a bit of overlap between marketing. Yeah. What we're talking about here now is messaging. Yes. Right? And that perception. But, yeah. but me- messaging and crafting a messaging, it makes yeah. me think when, I, when I'm, when I'm uh, crafting a message around a product, so let's say, I'm talking about the benefits, not necessarily the features. Yeah. A lot of job adverts that I read are feature-led. You're going to get this much holiday, yeah. this much pay. Yeah. Not yeah. the benefits of actually working there. We're a yeah. family-oriented company. Yeah. We're going to look after you yeah. because we've built our business and it's in that, that way. feeling, the more emotional yeah. side of that. How are you going to make me feel? Well, yes. people wanted to leave corporate after COVID because actually they realised that they don't actually enjoy corporate that much. They enjoy, you know, other aspects of a role. They want to feel in an SME where they can add value and all the other kind of bits. So, yeah, yeah there's kind of loads to that kind of messaging piece and kind of starting to develop that. And I think it should be an evolving thing, you know. Part of that value proposition, everything's massively changed because mm. of homeworking, hybrid and all the other kind of stuff over time. But that's so, so, that, tips. so that brings on to the kind of second tip then. So once you know why it's a great place to work and yeah. you really identified that, it, you're dead right, but it's, it's a marketing exercise. You've got to create an amazing job advert. And a lot of people just completely fail at this. The amount of... Why is that, Lee? Why is that? Is that because because they, don't they, they don't know how to write job adverts. Exactly. They don't know how to write a good job advert. 90% of the adverts out there are just the, the job description pasted. So points like, you must have great interpersonal skills. Yeah, I know. Have you what's ever looked that, at a job? What's that mean? Yeah, I'll rule myself out of applying for that because I've got a shit personality. <laughs> I, know, I know what interpersonal skills yeah, exactly. mean, but what does that actually yeah, exactly, mean? Exactly, like? yeah, or must have what, like time says, What do you rule yourself out? You say, you know what, I'm not <laughs> no one can say it. Yeah. You're probably thinking you're a ledger of communication. No one thinks yeah. they've got shit personality, so it says, oh, that would have been great, but I've got shit personality, so I'm not going to apply. But there's maybe some message in the middle of all that waffle. It's quite be quite an important one. It would yeah. self select, deselecting around. So don't post right. Don't post the JD. Don't start with we've got an exciting opportunity. I actually saw an exciting opportunity <laughs> for a librarian. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing. I'm not saying it's not an exciting role for the right yeah, person. Yeah, but it's not like. But tell them why. Say why this would be a good opportunity. Right, you start or this is a fantastic like, opportunity. Yeah. Or a great opportunity. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you were, you know, you're gonna get to meet a very yeah, you know, members of the public, great opportunities and stuff like that. It's all cliche. Unless you tell them why. Yeah. So the the idea of an advert is to engage, attract, and inspire. So when there's, we said in the last episode, you know, so many thousands of, of customer service jobs out there, they're all look bland. Make yours stand out. The first part of the job advert should always be creating the hook. Just trying to get that candidate to think, oh, do you know what? Out of a list of bland candidates, there's something in this. So it's creating that bit of a hook about your family-run business or um, you know your, your, your low turnover or, or anything that you think would attract that candidate. From there, you know you want to then build on that excitement, tell them a bit more about the role, the job, how it benefit their life. Right, you know they do operate work-life balance, they do hybrid working, but if you love the office, that's great. We can have you there. So at this point, they're really brought in. They're almost looking down the job advert, thinking, oh, yeah, right, I'm going to get to the, the, the duties and responsibilities and now the selection bit. And they almost want, want to actually apply for that position. And then right at the bottom should be the bit around, right, what technical skill set we're looking for. Keep it short and concise. Don't write, you know, everything on the JD, just the key bits about the role. And then that way, you know, you give yourself the best yeah. opportunity to stand out and get candidates actually want to apply and remember your job. I think you'll like it, because it's all about marketing principles now within job 
I've heard coffee. So I suppose that's the flip reverse that it's all massively relevant. You know, um, everybody wants to be communicated to, engaged, inspired in some way. And, and I think that's not the same with the job yeah. advert, isn't it? You know, ultimately, in the plethora of crap, you know, what is it that sticks out? Do yeah. people, do, do companies ever tend to like link to videos of what their company is like? I think Something, yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not the things that get you going. I'd yeah. like give you know your most kind of uh, passionate and creative and uh, personable member of staff like a camera and go around just like literally catching raw footage and talking yeah. to people and sample. And I think yeah, I suppose there's a bit of nervousness. Everyone thinks there's kind of quite a bit of cost and stuff associated with that, but there isn't. I suppose it's mobile, but yeah, hundred percent. You know, anything to engage, inspire. Yeah, you just get like someone to record, a t- do a TikTok style video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so c- communication to inspire and engage your candidates. We kind of covered that now. And I suppose there's a couple more bits on that actually, because it does kind of move on to I suppose the other tip is that a lot of people do within the recruitment processes. Again, every quite a lot of companies treat recruitment as transactional. You know, it's trying to get point A to B, and of course it is, but you have to engage within every step of the process. So the advert is the first bit. If that's your only way of attracting candidates, once the applicant comes in, how do you treat that candidate? You know, what is it that you do within your communications? What is it you do within the phone call? How do you communicate, inspire, engage? How do you ultimately influence them to come in to, to mm. see your business? We've had examples, haven't we, of once someone applies, you send them an email and go, thanks for applying, please come in for an interview on Thursday the 24th. And why would anyone do that? I've got no idea about your business, I have no idea about your company, I've no idea why I would even want this job, I've just so gone collected applied. Don't even, don't even that, wouldn't even call you at that point? No, no quite some of them Some send an application form at that point. Yeah. Uh, so the drop-off is nuts and, and people are surprised, but I think it's quite simple, isn't it? You, you know, your first communication with that candidate should be all about talking about your business, you should be externalising your company, your brand, your values, why somebody should want to work there, and ultimately, if the two then align, you know, a candidate is more likely to come. And, and again, Adam, candidate-led market, so I'm a candidate, I've got my pick of the vacancies out there, I've applied for 15 different jobs, I've got a good CV, I'm hoping I'm going to get 15 different calls from line managers or hiring managers or recruiters, so I'm assessing at that stage which hiring manager over the phone, you know, gives me the time of day, tells me about the role, and if somebody calls you and says, Mr. Quarrel, you applied for this role, turn up for an interview next Tuesday at 1, it's not really engaging, is it? It's not building that excitement for me to want that role. It's not, it's not, it's not. Listen, if, you're, if you're, just a little yeah. quick message to the viewers and uh, the listeners here. Yeah. If, you, if you've had, if you've got enough about you to seek out a podcast and for advice on this topic, um, and you're watching this right now, then I, I'm pretty confident that the people watching or listening to this, if you've got enough about you to do that, are not the same people that you're talking yeah, about yeah, here. Yeah. Just to give them the, the, uh, the benefit of the time. Sorry, guys, go, on, yeah. go on, go on. I think that then still goes through the final bits that is going through that into, into the interview process. Again, I suppose more traditional based companies still see that as that you're coming into me, you sell to me. Yeah. You know, and you're kind of going to walk over a few hot coals now and tell me why you're go- you, why you're going to join my business. And it has to be the the reverse. So once you identify that there's a bit of a fit with that, but be open, be friendly. I mean, a recent interview that we had was somebody come out and just said, I just didn't, it just didn't warm to, like, it didn't come out thinking that was one chalked off. And, and in fact, they've got another second, they wanted to go back for a second interview, but what the impression that they left that individual with was they didn't like her, you know, they talked nothing about the company, they didn't sell themselves to her, they didn't, 
And she probably a feeling. So, do you know, if you're going to work with somebody, you want to get a, a feeling of that kind of culture, of that environment. Yeah. And if the only way to externalise that in an interview is about how you perceive and how you portray yourself to, to others, really. So, mm. you know, you, you've got to make sure that you kind of represent your brand. 100%. And at this point, I have prepared a quote I'm going to read. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. People will never forget how you made them feel. It's a good quote. It's yeah, a good, it's good quote, quote by somebody called Maya Angela. Angela, yeah. But you should that should be how you treat your recruitment yeah. process, isn't it? Ultimately, most people, once you find out that you tick the technical skill set of each, and, and quite a lot of people will take a lesser salary if they get that feeling. You know, you, when you walk into a company and you know that you're gonna fit and you like the people and the environment is positive and all this stuff. Salary is important, but then becomes not as important if, if it is, you know, if you... If Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. So, um, keeping your process slick and prepare, be prepared to act quickly. We've kind of touched on this, but again, time is of the essence in this market because a lot of people are getting a lot of uh, opportunities yeah. left. What companies do wrong and have always done wrong, and I say wrong... You tell them, you tell them. He's fingers, fingers out. And then he's looked at the camera. Go on, tell us, so, so, so a, lot, a lot of clients, or a lot, a lot of people when they advertise, they'll set a closing date of 30 days. So they will advertise a role for 30 days, wait for all the applicants to come in, and then on the 30th day, they will go through the, camp, go through the applicants and start ringing around. At that point, they've already forgotten about your job ad, they've forgotten about the role, what you've applied for, they've been interviewed elsewhere and moved on. So you've got to keep your process as slick as possible, especially yeah. again, in this sort of market, when everything's moving at a rapid pace, Good candidates, you've got to communicate with them ASAP straight yeah, away. Treat, yeah. treat recruitment importance, like you know, it is one of the most important processes you'll do in your business. But don't get wedded to the process though, yeah. because yeah. ultimately, if, yeah. if that golden candidate comes through the door right. 10 minutes, yeah, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what you're advocating, isn't yeah. it? Because I think sometimes, you, especially in bigger businesses, you get yeah. bogged down by the process. Yeah, that's it. You've got to tick all these boxes to make HR happy. Yeah. You know, don't that golden goose yeah. comes in. But that could be the difference between agencies it. and businesses. If we see a great candidate, we'll join on them straight away because we know they've seen an advert, they've obviously. Looking, looking at the moment, we're obviously quite, you know, I, if we've done a job right, they'll be excited about that job from the advert. If they then receive a friendly call from a sales or the business owner, then saying, oh, great that you've applied for the role. I thought you'd be a great, you know, you look like a great fit on paper. And let me tell you a bit more about the company uh, and we can see if it'd be a good fit for you. If you then take that approach and you're, you know, slick then to invite them into interview after that, you keep that excitement going. Yeah. Um, but again, with that, you know, with, with, with being slick and being, being, being sort of flexible as well, it's no point speaking to a candidate, engaging them, and then expecting them to come in for an interview. Um, you know, three weeks on Tuesday. Yeah. You've got to move quick to match the pace of the market at the moment too. Agree with you that, regardless of the market. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, it's about it's about candidates again. You go back to you kind of make the feel quote. You know, sometimes when candidates can be rushed through too quickly. You know, sometimes it has to be relevant consideration. But you know. Makes people feel good. It makes them feel wanted. You know, I really want to get you in, and you know, instead of kind of in two weeks' time, because yeah. people just go cold. I'd like, you know, in the end, you, well, maybe they don't want to see me that much. Maybe they're not that bothered. Maybe you know, uh, they've got other options now. But people just you do yeah. see people as the process drags. They're less responsive to return our calls. They're less responsive to get back to our emails. They just start to go cold. It's not kind of wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's understandable. And um, in terms of like, so every business when they start on that recruitment process, they've got the idea, the profile, the me and the avatar of, 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 of 
the person that they want. Yeah. How much do, do businesses now, I'm trying to do this as quickly as possible, but yeah. how, many, how much do businesses now really need to kind of uh, not be wedded to the idea of that one single candidate and open up a little bit? I don't even think now. I think in, in all of recruitment, you shouldn't just be wedded to that idea. I think there's a, sometimes there is certain roles that requires a certain level of skill set, you know, sometimes quite more technical based roles. Yeah. But if your role's not technical, don't be fixed. Go for character, culture, personality, and stuff like that. So, so we've, we've got a client who, who called us up wanting a, a credit controller. Uh, they've got to have experience in credit control X amount of years. Um, they wanted experience with European currencies. Uh, certain ERP software as well. Uh, they've got to work with with Sage Fifty, not any Sage, but Sage Fifty. <laughs> so you can see like yeah, it. yeah, yeah, bump, 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 yeah. yeah. So our honest conversation was that's fine, but expect you know you you because they they do a lot of their own internal advertising too. You can't. No, no, that's fine, but expect that role still not to be filled in twelve months' time. So if yeah. you're in no rush and you know you've got this perfect candidate, fine. But if you actually like most businesses want a role filling. Yeah. Well, look for the transferables. If, yeah. if somebody's worked on, you know, zero, can they learn Sage quite quickly? If somebody, you know, what difference does it make for European currencies? So, if you're if you're searching for a unicorn, and we use that quite a lot, then you're probably not going to find it yeah. in today's market. Yeah. So, be a bit flexible. We're not saying um, you should um, forfeit quality because there's other transferable skills. There's yeah. passion, enthusiasm, drive, transferable skills. So it's just don't get fixated on a unicorn because yeah. you're going to have a role unfilled in the business for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, um, now this is intriguing to me because I don't, I don't, I think I know what you mean. But communicate with the candidate post offer. Is this they've got the job and then you kind of do they just people just leave it then? I think even just when you've offered that candidate and they've offered the role, they're on a high. And I've had this kind of not that long ago where the candidate gets the contract a week later. You know, they will their offer letter, official offer letter from the company. Well, why is that an issue? Does it leave the danger for the candidate to go and go yeah, somewhere Yeah, so else, I suppose, or? yeah, I mean, again, all of this stuff around the quality of your post-offer communications. So, you know, really, you should be getting to that candidate official offer letter as soon as possible, outlining the terms and conditions, outlining how excited you are for them to join your business. Have a personal call, you know, with that person. So the line manager, if someone's got a four-week notice period, especially in a, a period where counter-offers are going to happen, Talk with them, communicate regularly, make them feel already part of the business and the organisation. You know, make them understand kind of what's going on. You're looking forward to the start. You've got X, Y, and Z planned because all of that part starts. I suppose uncertainty for the candidate. Yeah. If you think you're going to start a new job, you're leaving a job within mm-hmm. ten years and starting this new place, negative stuff comes in, self doubt, all the other kind of bits and pieces. And you've got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, yeah just, and exactly. also Adam, keep that going. think of it like this: you're a good candidate. You're appealing to all the businesses out there. You've been on the job hunt. You might have uploaded your CV to a lot of job boards. You might have put the little circular thing open, open to, to opportunity. Work. Yeah, yeah. Open to work. So you're still going to get contacted out there. And if that doubt's creeping in, I've not received my offer letter from yeah. them or, you know, another couple of weeks and, you know, I've not really heard anything either. You know, you kind of go a little bit cold and then, you know, a recruiter calls you and, oh yeah, it's a little bit, it's a couple of thousand pounds more than that other offer. And, oh, actually, the recruiter says it's close to home or these are allowing remote working. Yeah. As an employer who's made the offer, you want it to be signed, sealed, done, delivered. It's never 100% guarantee, but you want that, that candidate to close off to other opportunities as soon as possible. And by giving them a great process before and after, yeah. it gives you the best. Yeah, I think it's how you want to portray your business. Again, it's all psychology, isn't it? You know, ultimately, 
you portray your business as that that company that is plodding along, plodding along. Yeah. <laughs> in a week's time. Yeah. Once you get around to it, we've been really busy. Sorry, we'll get you off. Or actually, the company that goes, please, you're off a letter. Can't wait to get you on board. You bam, yeah. bam, bam. It's all part of that pre-employment perception. perception. Do you know what? There's so many. Just to conclude, it, there's so many. There's so much synergy between recruitment and marketing. I actually yeah. think, although I'm not a recruiter. No, no, I definitely could do what you guys did. Yeah. 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 Alright, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is going on. That's why you know. The point is, is that I actually think that I could, a lot of what you said resonates for me because it is about messaging perception, all of these things. Yeah. And then the post the post offer is the same as the post sale journey. Yeah. You bring a customer in, you then go to look mm. after them. Um, that's, a, that's a really good analogy to be fair. Yeah, thank you. When you onboard a customer in sales, you don't just not speak to the well, customer. But it happens though. Yeah. It happens though, Sean. So, um, now this, the, the advice that you've given in this podcast, I think, has been terrific. And I, and I genuinely think we shouldn't put this out for free. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've given away loads of great advice. So, um, just for contacts again, you know, if, if, if anybody has any recruitment needs to get in contact with you guys at Logic, and uh, you'll, you'll help them out. What did you call that plug when you're not doing a plug? A shell. That, that was my shell. That wasn't a shell. That wasn't a shell because that was blatant. <laughs> Get in contact with these guys. I learned something new today. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good because I learned a lot about this current crazy market that we're in that is very much candidate-led. So, as always, like, share, subscribe, do all those things, comment. Get in contact with the boys if you need some help with your recruitment needs. All right, we'll see you soon. All the best. Till next time. Ciao. Ciao.